Elsie Owen Books is a podcast brought to you by author and narrator Elsie Owen. This is your stop for five fantasy short stories in audio format. Please subscribe to our free newsletter at lcowenbooks.com for behind the scenes and exclusive content. Link is in the description. L.C. Owen Books, where thoughts become worlds. The Islands of Sidonia is a novel that takes you on a magical journey through time and space. Liza knew the circumstances under which her children went missing were strange. She could either call the police or trust a handsome stranger. Choices are never easy, but neither is falling in love. Liza always threw caution to the wind when it came to matters of the heart. When sinister intentions are hidden behind dreams, it's easy to confuse love and hate. A steamy romance with a sci-fi fantasy twist is a perfect recipe for your next guilty pleasure. See why others just can't put this book down. Available on Kindle for $2.99. Link is in the description. The Story of Us and Other Adventures of Sidonia by L. C. Owen Narrated by L. C. Owen Sid's Story, Part 2 His head rested on top of her protruding belly as the tiny kicks from within bumped against his cheek. I felt him. That's my boy, Sid exclaimed. Isrith laid her head back against the reclining chair in the house she had built for him. Their large home had a wide open floor plan, with gigantic windows that brought the outdoors in. It sat snuggled into the side of the mountainous view which overlooked the beach below. Its grandiose staircase spiraled down around the wall into a long entryway with double doors. Each room flowed into the other with its lavish furniture, built-in cabinetry, and top-of-the-line appliances. From the marble floors to the crown molding in the high ceiling, It had never before occurred to her to live in such splendor. She had always wanted to live amongst the creatures of the island in simplistic beauty, but Sid wanted more. Yes, she sighed, rolling her head away from him. What's the matter, Izzy? Are you tired? he asked. Yes, my love, she replied. Her back ached as she tried to position herself comfortably in the recliner. The heat of the warm summer's day had gotten her a bit flushed. "'Well, I need you to perk up, Buttercup.' "'Do you know what day it is?' he asked. "'No. What day is it?' "'You said I could have a four-wheeler today. Remember?' he asked. "'But, darling, I'm tired. Can't you go riding on the motorcycle I gave you yesterday?' she asked, rolling her head backward and closing her eyes. Her hands grasped against the tightening skin of her belly as her baby tumbled about. She gazed out the large French doors of her living room that displayed a beautiful view of the beach. Rising her hand up, she pushed the air in front of her. Open, she commanded. The French doors obeyed, allowing a satisfying breeze to come into the open living room. There, that's better. Izzy, he whined. You promised. Don't you love me? Of course, she sighed. But it seems like you're never happy, she responded, crinkling her brow at him. I can't keep up with it, Sid. We used to spend hours laughing on the beach and playing with the horses, but now all we ever do is sit in this big house. 
Busy baby. Come on, it's not like that, he said. Then what is it like, Sid? She asked, growing frustrated. All I do is give, 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 and you, you just take, take, take. Well, you took my life, he rebutted. She sat up in the chair as a sharp pain shot down the side of her body. The baby tumbled about the inside of her, her hand pressed against her abdomen, trying to ease the pain. I'm sorry, she said, looking down and defeated. You're right. As she stood up to walk away from him, his hand bared down on her shoulder, pushing her back into a seated position again. Where do you think you're going, he asked, looming over her. His bloodshot eyes were bulging from his face like a bloated frog. His grip was strong against her shoulder as he gritted his teeth. Her shaken body was scared and trembling as his angry face confronted her. I... nowhere, she said. Where's my goddamn four-wheeler, he demanded. Not today, Sid. I need to rest, she said, resting her hand on her belly again. Don't play with me, woman. You owe me after what you did to me, he said, holding her in place. His grasp became more forceful, scarcely allowing her to so much as even breathe wrong. Sid, you're hurting me. Stop it, she said. Yeah? Why don't you make me, he responded. Maybe I will, she hissed as a strong gust of wind breezed through, carrying with it a lamp from the side table as it floated through the air and smashed itself squarely on his head. As he fell to the ground, she found herself at last free of his grip, running away to the closest bedroom down the long hallway and locking herself inside. Get a grip, she told herself with her back against the door. This is your island. You're all powerful here. The thing is, she didn't feel all that powerful. She had taken Sid's life, after all. She loved him, but his behavior confused her. She couldn't understand why the once loving, doting man she fell in love with had suddenly turned against her. Izzy, he yelled, smashing his fist against the wall. She could hear his footsteps approaching her. You shouldn't have done that. The pain in her belly began to shoot through her like a thousand swords as she tried to keep her mouth quiet. Izzy, come out. I'm not going to hurt you he said in a soft, comforting voice, but she wasn't fooled. She hoisted her large body up on the bed as quietly as possible, listening to an angry Sid on the other side of the door. It had occurred to her that she could simply use her powers to detain him, but she didn't. Perhaps it was out of guilt. Maybe it was love. Whatever it was, it prevented her from harming him anyway. Is there if... Why don't you come out and tell Daddy you're sorry? he cooed. His fist banged against the door of the bedroom. The pain in her side tinged down to her toes. Ugh! She moaned, holding her hand against her belly. I hear you in there, my sweet. Did you really think I wouldn't find you? He said as he twisted the locked doorknob back and forth, trying to get her to surrender herself. Sid, stop it! She yelled. Just stop it! The banging on the door persisted as the heel of his boot smashed against it. Crack! The wood of the door began to give. Sid, please, she pleaded. Honey, let me in, he commanded. But she wasn't taking his term of endearment lightly. Sid, 
Honey, I don't want to hurt you, but you have to stop. I'm sorry about the lamp, she replied. Crack. The wood in the door began to give more as the heel of his boot smashed against it. Open the goddamn door, he yelled, letting out one final swift kick, which busted the door wide open. She recoiled back on the bed, hoping that he wouldn't come any closer, but her hope wouldn't save her from the grasp of his hand. Like a boa constrictor around her slender neck, he immediately grabbed and wouldn't let go. Sid, you're hurting me, she mustered as he tightened his grip. You promise me, Izzy. You promise to make all my dreams come true. Why aren't you being a good girl, he hissed. Her small fingers wrapped around his, attempting to pry away his hand from her neck, but his anger made him much too forceful. She knew there was only one final alternative, something she desperately did not want to do. She had to use her powers. Her eyelids closed over her scared eyes as she focused intently. The tiny kicks of her precious baby from within her reminded her of why she must do it. The golden strands of luxurious hair that fell just above her waist illuminated brightly, lighting the entire room. The sensation of his strong hand squeezing her neck dissipated as his body dissolved into a thousand pieces. Small particles of light burst into the air, dispersing like a thousand lightning bugs. There, she said, rubbing her hands together as if she were washing her hands of him. The pains in her belly subsided only slightly as she walked back into her living room, where the French doors were still standing there, wide open. Her eyes squinted, looking out into the horizon. A flustered Sid was sitting on the beach, holding his head in his hands with his back to her. Go to him, she said in a small voice, as the waves became more violent in their upward motion. The pressure of tears trying to manage to escape from her eyes burdened her in her task ahead, but she knew she must forge on. Disoriented still, he was sitting on the beach, holding his head and looking out at the angry waves. Go to him, she said again, rising her hands above her head and allowing the waves to become even more massive. Her golden hair illuminated around her as the waves kicked up and spat a beautiful mermaid alongside him on the beach. She had a long blue scaly tail that feathered out into a fin of beautiful pinks and yellows. Her dark wavy hair extended down to her belly button, barely covering the nipples of her large breasts. Her blue eyes shimmered with the sparkle of the ocean. Who are you? Sid asked, mesmerized by her beauty. I'm Serena, who are you? she asked, with a coy turn of her shoulder. Sid, I've never seen you here before, he said. That's because Isareth is jealous of me, she said, batting her eyelashes. As the mermaid caught the eye of a scowling Isareth, she knew damn well why she had been washed up to the shore. As he began to turn around to see what she was looking at, her hands grasped his face, turning him to look her in the eye. Caught up in her beauty, he readily obliged her. She pursed her lips, drawing him closer to her as she pressed her large chest up against him. His heart raced with excitement while his hands slipped around her waist. As their lips met for the first time, Isareth gave way to the pressure behind her eyes, allowing the tears to flood outward. Shall we go for a swim? Serena asked. But what about Izzy? he asked. Jealous. Remember? She whispered. 
grabbing his hand and pulling him further into the water. As she looked up at Isret, she could see her nodding her head as she grasped a large seashell in her hand that she had fashioned into a horn. Come, Sid, swim with me, she exclaimed. Isreth was still nodding at her as she urged him to join her. Unable to resist the temptation, he readily pulled the shirt off his back and wriggled free of his shorts, allowing her into the depths of the ocean water, following her into the depths of the ocean water. Her arms wrapped around his neck as they went deeper, swirling around with the assistance of her large tail. Isra's eyes squinted again, watching the mermaid laughing with Sid as they swam. Trying to see through her tears, she lifted the seashell horn to her lips and began to sound the alarm. The sound resounded throughout the island like the booming of a loud echo in a cavern. The clouds overhead turned dark as they swirled, beckoning the waves to answer her call. The mermaid swallowed hard, knowing she must do Isra's bidding. She kissed the unsuspecting Sid, releasing her venomous saliva in his mouth. Ah, what's going on? He yelled, trying to free himself of her grasp. She continued to spit on him, causing his skin to melt off his face like the burning wax of a candle. You're crazy, he exclaimed, trying to swim away. But she was too quick for him. She ducked underneath the water, allowing her large tail to fly in the air and smack him against the head, knocking him smooth out. As Isareth watched him disappear beneath the ocean water, she fell to her knees, smashing her hand against the hardwood floor in a crying fit. Sid, she yelled, Sid. As her tears billowed from her crying eyes, she curled up in a ball on the floor, looking out across the sandy beach that she had made. What have I done? I can never take another human soul again. She promised herself. The End If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our channel. For more information on sci-fi fantasy authors, short stories, and novels, please visit our website, lconbooks.com. LC Owen Books, where thoughts become worlds.